Welcome to Financial Fridays. I'm Bob Gustafson, a certified financial planner and the owner of the Triton Financial Group. Each episode is an excerpt from my radio show, The Financial Focus, where we answer questions from our listeners. Our goal is to help you increase your financial knowledge through these conversations of 10 minutes or less. Uh, Hi, Bob. I always hear people talk about their magic number when it comes to retirement and was wondering how that number gets come up with. Yeah, you know, that's a, that's a good one. We haven't talked about that in a long time. What is, first let's define what is the magic number, right? The magic number is theoretically the pot of money you need the day you pull the trigger on retirement to have enough money to last the rest of your life. And that money, that, that, that pot of money, that magic number is different for everybody. John, somebody that needs 100 grand a year, to to an income to be able to do the things they want to do and however they want to do it is twice as much as the pot somebody that fifty thousand dollars in right. you know might need. So the hard part is coming up with that number, right? Because there's a lot of variables that are involved in it. Just some of the easier ones to consider um, would be what other sources of income might you have? You want to integrate that number with Social Security. Right, because Social Security is probably going to kick you off, you know, three grand a month when you retire, any you know somewhere in that vicinity, maybe. Um, other sources of income, maybe you got a pension, right? Uh, that's a possibility. Um, what are you expecting for future rates of return on your investment portfolio? The higher the interest rates you assume on you, the return on your investments, the less pot of money you need. The more conservative you want to be, the higher that number is, right? Um, Inflation. We talk about inflation every day. The higher your expected inflation rate is when you're trying to forecast how much money you need, the more money you need to have. So if you if you forecast 5% inflation on an annualized basis, your pot of money needs to be larger than somebody that's assuming three. Another one could be longevity. If you're on the banana peel right now and you're 65 years old, well, maybe you don't need a whole heck of a lot of money because you're not going to be around very long. But if you know, your parents, whose both sides of the family going back to the Mayflower, will live to 110 years old. Chances are you're going to live for a long time. So your pot of money is going to need to be larger. So there are a lot of variables that go into the equation of figuring out, you know, how much your pot of money needs. But to keep it simple um, and take some baby steps, first thing you want to do is figure out, how much money do you need in terms of income when you retire? That's, believe it or not, it sounds so simple. You know, that I, I just need to know how much money I need on an annual basis to figure out what my number is. The challenge is today, John, and we've talked about this on a number of occasions before, right? Most people don't track their expenses anymore, so they have no idea really what they need. That's a, a very hard thing. Right. And I got to tell you, this is the same exercise. I put every one of my clients through some sort of exercise when they're getting, when we're doing retirement planning, to at least give me a reasonable ballpark. That's all I need. I don't need to know right down to the dime or dollar or a hundred or even thousand. But we need some kind of figure to start with so we can model what you want your standard of living to be. And you also want to think about, you know, in addition to your normal expenses, uh, you know, do you want to add a buffer in for travel? 
do you want to, you know, uh, you know, do you like to donate money to charity, church, synagogue, what have you? Uh, do you want to leave a legacy? You know, all that kind of fun stuff. But all these different things go into that number. But the, re- the, but the toughest one is the, the, is the most important, is the one you need to start with, honestly, is how much you're living on now. And that's, that escapes a lot of people. If there's one thing I could tell you, if you're going to start thinking about retirement planning, think about how much money you're going to need on an annual basis to be able to maintain the standard of living you want to have. Start there. That's the hardest one. Um, the rest of it can be modeled from that number. Um, and you can get outside help once you have that number. But it's something that you really need to come up with to even start having that conversation. Yeah, it's uh, it must be difficult in this environment too, Bob, because you know with inflation causing such a quick uh, and drastic price hike on just about everything. I mean, we, the answer to how much you need from this year to last year is probably up 20%, you know, honestly, just in, well, in terms of food prices. So like, I, I mean, I went shopping yesterday, so maybe it's fresh in my mind, but you know, uh, just, John, I haven't been shopping uh, food shopping in a while. Is it, is it bad? It really is. Cause you know, there's things that you buy on the regular that you kind of know what the price always was Yeah, like eggs, you know, eggs you can use, be able to get for a dollar 99 for 12 and it's like five now, no, right? It's, it's five and same with like butter and, and things milk or something, you know, you see, you know, a little package of butter that, you know, he's like, oh, maybe two ninety nine, and it's six ninety nine. It's like, wow, I didn't see butter. Just and those are random things, but but everything. It's uh, meat, deli. You know, the the prices are a lot higher, and I know that has a lot to do with transport. You know, most food is coming from somewhere, and with gas prices where they are, that 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 number has gone up mm-hmm. to get it from point A to point B. Um, produce, all that kind of stuff. So, romaine, lettuce, everything's it, expensive. It really is. So. <laughs> Uh, and it happened quickly is my point. Like, you know, a year ago you could get eggs for a dollar 99, no problem. So it's jumped up quickly. So that answer, if you ask somebody say 18 months ago, you know, how much they were spending a month on food or something, or and certainly gas. You got uh, your eye on the hamburger, don't you, John? You know, right down to the penny. I do. And, and, and again, with the gas too, like, cause that, what a year ago was not $5 a gallon. It was closer to like, you know, two fifty, right? So, um, you know, the, the, true. the answer in this particular period of time has changed drastically, whereas I think prior to that, inflation had been flat for a good dozen years, right? So you kind of, whatever your answer right. was one year probably didn't change all that much the following year, but in this and that's case. What, right, and that's a good point. And so what you have to do is you have to, you can't plan a in a model using an 8% annualized inflation rate. Everyone will be out of money in 10 years. Well, you know, in a negative return on the stock market, right? If your investments are losing 10% a year and inflation's at 10% a year and you put those two together, we're all, we're all out of money in 5, 10 years. Yep. So it's all over. <laughs> but realistically, you got to look at the longer-term average. You know, a fair longer-term average on inflation, 3%, to be kind of, you know, within the reasonableness range. If you're conservative, maybe go to 4 If you want to be a little bit more aggressive, maybe you go a little bit less. Um, so, you, you know, you, you, you have to use historical norms, and you can't use the noise of year-over-year. Year. Although, yes, year-over-year year can have an impact. And what you can do to try to 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 try to 
take the edge off of your models, which is something we talk about a lot, right? How do you take the edge off of all these things? Well, you know what? If inflation's running 10% and you're used to making 100 grand a year, that's what you need in expenses, you need to make up 10 grand somewhere. Where can I do that? Part-time job, right? Continue to work. Take the edge off by working. Uh, has a lot of other benefits as well. So, but to get back to the modeling of it, you want to use longer-term averages. And then on a year-over-year basis, just make wise decisions with your, your situation overall. Focus on the things you have control over. Right? I guess like you, you could boil it down to that. What do you have control over? Right. And, and focus on those things. The, the other things are kind of outside your control. But for modeling purposes, when you try to come up with a magic number, is what the listener originally asked before we went down this windy path. Um, you need to figure out how much you're spending, and you want to use historically reasonable assumption numbers for rates of return on investment, inflation, tax rates, you know, longevity, so on and so forth. Right. Well, that's uh, that sounds like a pretty big. Uh, task to come up with that number. It, it is. It's it's not easy, but you can come up with reasonable estimations. Right. You just have to fig- just first figure out reasonably, or at least a, a reasonable ballpark of how much money that you you need to have. I think one of the things that floors me the most, John, as a you know as an advisor for the last thirty years or however long it's been now, is how many people really don't know what they're spending. It's amazing to me how many people we work with and how few of them really know how much they need yeah, to, to, to live on. I think when you're in it and you're working, you have a paycheck coming in, you're, you know, you don't think about it as much. My mortgage is this, my yeah, uh, oh, monthly I, no bills doubt. are this, and you, no they, they're getting paid, and, and you don't, just don't know. So if somebody says, what do you spend a year? It's like, I don't I know. know. <laughs> I don't know. How much money you got there? I don't know. I right. got enough money. I got more than enough money coming in right now to even think about my spending because I'm saving something, you know. Right. And maybe that's a lot less than it was 2 years ago, uh, but you know, you're still saving where so it's not as, as pressing, but it's like, all right, you're going to stop working, that income stream's going to dry up. How much are you spending? That's when you kind of need to know. So, yeah, I get it, Bob, because I'm I probably don't have a great handle on what I spend a year either, you know. That's all right, John. You know, one day you will. <laughs> Maybe you never will. Let's hope we never have to worry about how much money we're spending. Wouldn't that be a blessing? Uh- Thank you for joining us today on our Financial Fridays podcast. I hope you found the information useful. And if so, feel free to share this podcast with people who may benefit from the topics discussed. Subscribe by visiting our website at financialfridays.com.